Tuesday and welcome Tuesday Daily Walkers. I'm your host Wayne Clevenger and today we get to the second letter of John and it's one chapter so this probably won't take long but hey it's important because John is writing to a specific person the last letter of John which was 1st John 1 through 5 he wrote to believers everywhere, right? He wrote to the young believers, to the saint believers, the older believers, to the children of God, to all believers. And in this particular letter, he writes to a specific believer. And there's a couple things we can take from this that are huge that we need to take from. First and foremost, this person is like having a home church, it would appear, and so in, as having a home church, you know, we're open to everything. But we have to remember, he said in the last letter, you got to be discerning of the spirits, right? You got to really check them out if they don't believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he came and died on the cross and rose again on the third day, then that's not real, correct? So. In your home church, or if you're doing a house church, or if you're doing a New Start church, which my wife and I did a New Start church, and we're kind of doing a restart now, if you have to be open, which you should be, you got to be discerning of the spirits, because you'll get people from all walks of life, because remember... John also was the one that quoted what Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When he said God so loved the world, that's everyone. So if we're doing a church, we gotta be open to everyone, right? But in this letter to the woman, John says, be careful of who you let in. That's key. So the whole thing's only 13 verses. And he says, I'm writing to the chosen lady and to her children whom I love in the truth. Okay, that's an agape love, love like Jesus loves. That's genuinely care for their well-being love because the truth lives in us and will be with us forever. And he talks about how happy he is that their children are worshiping God and that they are following the ways of the Lord as well. And he reminds them first and foremost that we're to love one another just as Christ loved us. That it's not really a new commandment. That God gave us that commandment early. And he reminds us, we heard that from the very beginning. But he 
then he brings up the deceivers, okay? So here's the thing. Deceivers. I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus Christ came in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Remember, anyone who doesn't believe in Jesus is anti-Jesus. Well, which makes them an antichrist, right? So here's what's going on in John's time where he would say that. The thought process of these people was the spirit is good, but the flesh is bad. So the thought process is nobody can do good on their own, right? So in that process, they had a hard time believing that Jesus truly came from God and that he was God's son. And so they wouldn't believe that. So what happens is this woman, the chosen lady and her children, had let someone or some people or some entities of that into her house church, it would appear. And so Paulus, or Paul's, I keep going to Paul. I, I do that every time I'm talking because, well, Paul wrote most of the New Testament, right? So forgive me. John says, such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. So watch out that you do not lose what we have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you receive your full reward. So don't fall into that belief because so many people have a problem understanding how can he be a man but still be God's son how can he be man but be deity how can he be man but still have God in him we live in that people we are flesh but yet we can still have the Holy Spirit living in us. And that was the whole purpose of Jesus coming here is to show us that if we give our lives totally devoted to Jesus, <laughs> we can have the Holy Spirit live in us and he can guide us through this life without sinning. And that's what he's talking about. Don't lose what we've worked so hard to achieve. Because there will always be people, there will always be temptations, there will always be things of this life that will try to get us back into the realm that we once lived in, where we didn't believe, where we didn't follow Jesus. And whether we believe that Jesus is the Son of God or not, there's always going to be that that brings us out of or tempts us to brings us out of that what we've worked so hard to achieve so here's the story you know i when i started as a paramedic i worked really hard to do that I had some great support you know when i graduated high school i was told there was no jobs for that around here so i'd never be one and then you know i found out because that's what I wanted to do. And then I found out, oh, there is jobs for that around here. And then I can be one. And then people around me supported me. And they actually helped me get through school. And I got all through school. And then I became a paramedic. Became a paramedic of the year. Uh, became 
a paramedic for the Chicago Bears, was hand-selected for the flight team when we had our inaugural 24-7 uh, flight team called Air Life. And I just, I just worked my way up to where I could be, you know, a real good representation of what it meant to be a good paramedic and a good flight medic. So I had worked really hard to achieve what I had done, and the Lord was with me in all that. He'd done some really cool things through me. I'd got to see a lot of things, and I've got to witness and be a witness through all this, you know. And so, you know, I've been a t paramedic for 26 years, and it come time to renew again. And the Lord said, and you know, and I never want to let that go, right? And so... It got time to, you know, are you going to do it some more? Are you going to do it some more? And I love my job. I love it. I've always done it to some degree, even as a pastor, because I just love what I do. So I've always been about helping people. And, uh, you know, I always remember the hard road I took to get there. I remember going to clinical and and wanting to just bail because it was so hard because there were times we'd have to do 24-hour clinical and remembering my friends Terry and Teresa telling me no you're good you got to keep pushing through and they pushed me through and my friend Howard pushing me through and and they just pushed me through because I was going through a really rough spot in my life and I personally and they just kept pushing me through you know and so remembering all the hard times in life, I remember never wanting to give that up, right? And then one day in my prayer room, the Lord said, you know, after 20, it's 28 years now, the Lord said, you use that for a crutch because you know you can always go back to that. And you've gone through the same kind of work and hard, difficult times and hardships to be a messenger for me. I want you to devote your time totally to me. And man, I, I broke. You know, in my podcast, The Reckoning, this is what you call being wrecked. <laughs> and I was wrecked, man. And I, I told my wife, I said, hey, God wants me to just devote my time to solely to ministry now because he, he's like, I'm using my paramedic stuff as a crutch. So I never hit 30 years because I was, because I was using it as a crutch because the Lord showed me that I was more afraid of giving up what I had worked so hard for. So what Paul or Peter... <laughs> Let me get the right guy. What John is saying, I'm sorry, so sorry. What John is saying, don't give up what you've worked for because this is far more valuable to us. This is our eternity. It's not a license. It's not a degree. It's not something that you, yeah, I worked hard for that, and yeah, I can still do it, but the, the thing is that's temporary. That's of this world, and what God has for us is eternal, and that's what he pointed out to me. You went through the same stuff when you went through seminary. You went through moments where you had so much homework to do that you were ready to just give it up, but your wife took off work so you could do your work. 
See, while I was on the helicopter working 24-hour shifts, we did 2448s. I would do my seminary schoolwork on my days off, and I got so overwhelmed because of the homework load sometimes. My wife would take days off so I could just do my homework and not have to, you know, try to work it in with my kids, and I would have to take days off. I would, you know, so I didn't quit because we knew for a fact that God called me to this position because of the way that transpired. Because we didn't know how we were going to pay for it. And lo and behold, when we went to call to get an extension on payment time, we found out someone had already paid my tuition. Now, if that isn't God, I don't know what to tell you, but because God made a way that's how I knew for sure this is what I'm supposed to do. And so God's saying, look, this is eternal. So John is just saying, don't lose what you've worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so you receive your full reward. And, and the Lord was just laying out to me, look, man, what I have for you is eternal. Receive that full reward. Quit giving me a divided spirit and give me everything you have. And so that's what he's telling, what John is telling this chosen lady, man. Hey, don't let divided spirits in your home. Don't let divided spirits into your church setting. Don't let divided spirits into your worship setting. Because anyone who wanders away from the teaching of the truth has no relationship with God. Anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. And anyone who teaches anything other than the truth, don't bring them in. Because if they're not going to teach the absolute truth, you don't need them teaching in your place. And that's teaching and preaching. If they're not going to teach the absolute truth, truth, then you don't need them in your place. And, and we've seen that, you know. We've seen people take stuff so out of context that it makes people question their faith. We've dealt with that. We've, and it, that's why he says be discerning of the spirits. Are they teaching truth? And so Paul's, or there I go again, Paul. John, I almost said Peter too, but John is the one that has to give us the warning that we got to be pure. Now, here's the other thing we got to take out of this. Be careful of who you let in. Be careful who you have teachers. Remember, back in Paul's writing, Paul said not everybody should be teachers, right? Because we got to be as John wrote, discerning of the spirits, as John is writing, because we got to make sure they teach only the truth about the truth, because the Bible is absolute. Remember, they've all said that all the scripture they get is inspired by God. It's not their own. It's not got human interjection. It's only what God says. Even Jesus said, the words I speak are not my own. They are those that only the Father gives me. <laughs> That's so good. So what we really get from this is be careful. Know the word. Know the word. And if it's 
making your hair cringe, if it's making you feel like uh, maybe I need to check this out further, then maybe we need to check it out further. Because if it's my way or the highway type teaching, then maybe we better check it out and see what the Lord really says. Because Jesus, remember in John three seventeen said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. Remember, John says also, God is love and all those that live in God, God lives in them. So con condemnation speaking instead of the revelation of love speaking, are we becoming love or are we condemning? That's the stuff we got to look at. So John writes in this, you know, he's got he's probably got a whole lot more to say, but the truth is he says, I have much more to say, but I don't want to do it with paper and ink. See, here's the thing I, I we really got to take from this. There are some conversations that we just can't do in text or email or on the phone. We really just need to have in person. Because texts don't show facial expression or personality. Emails definitely don't. And they're too easily misconstrued. If you really need to have a heart-to-heart -heart with somebody, you need to have the heart-to-heart -heart in person. Just so nothing can get misconstrued. This is a sensitive subject. And so John knows it. And he's like, I need to just come talk to you because I don't want anybody removed from the church that shouldn't be removed from the church. <laughs> I just want to make sure that we only speak the truth and we speak the truth in love because God is love. Remember, he, puts, he started out like this. Love means doing what God has commanded us, verse 6. And he has commanded us to love one another just as you have heard from the beginning. So it's a short letter today that's surrounded in love and just being careful about who we surround ourselves with. If they're not becoming love to you, then maybe we should check out the situation. So have a great Tuesday. Be love to somebody today. And know this is why Jesus came, is to be love. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for yet the third letter of John. Have a great day. God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing